0: Why is our daughter Ben Shapiro? <laughs> because. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, she also doesn't like things that are wet. <laughs> ah. In a world of what-are-yous, welcome to the place where the answer is always human. My name is Natalie, and you are listening to Some Kind of Brown, powered by Last Out Media, a podcast about mixed and multiracial life, our journeys to find our identities, we connecting with ourselves and the communities we're a part of, all from a southern girl who's still trying to figure out things for herself. Hello. Welcome. I I feel like instead of saying welcome to you, it's really like welcome to me, because I'm the one showing up and you've been here. Me rolling up on a Tuesday. Anyway, we're back. And I say we because... You're going to be able to hear a voice that's not mine with me today. I have somehow managed to rope my wonderful girlfriend into recording this episode with me, so be kind. She is very cute and small.
1: Hi everyone, it's very nice to actually finally meet you. I'm Emma, you have probably heard my name tossed around if you've listened to the podcast.
0: Yeah, Emma has been mentioned a lot in passing especially when we talk about relationship type things these next episodes really involve her in the journey we've been on together as a couple so she has been nice enough to join me today
1: yeah and honestly it's an honor to be into uh, or be allowed into this space and to be able to talk about some of these things
0: Great, now everyone's going to think that I abuse you and keep you away from the podcast. No, that's not
1: the case at all. <laughs> if anything, it's the other way around. If like, you had to pull me into this.
0: Oh my god, no. Well, if that doesn't tell you how today's going to go, this is the Lightning Bugs episode. The second in this first of the month, happy start off the month in a good headspace thing. We're just going to ignore that The first time I had a happy beginning episode, I disappeared. So, this time, we're going to have two episodes drop very quickly together and then hopefully back to our regular schedule. Anyway, with it being a happy lightning bug episode, the election is mostly over. I, myself, have a lot of mixed feelings and Emma and I have talked about that and, well, we're going to be talking to you about it too- But I love watching the parties, the Biden parties. They're hilarious. However, I am not happy.
1: Mm -mm.
0: Or maybe I have conflicted feelings. I never want to see or hear a talking Cheeto ever again. I am definitely celebrating that he's gone. But I'm not really happy with... The candidate that won.
1: No. um, We're, like, happy. But also, like, there's still a lot to get past. But right now, I think we should just really focus on the fact that we're going to be able to at least get somewhere to a nice place. And be able to be not ashamed 100% of who is, quote-unquote, leading our country. So that's exciting.
0: Yeah, and I think... Part of it feels a little anticlimactic to me because Trump leaving the presidency has been this thing we've all hoped, dreamed, prayed, cast spells over. (laughs) (laughs) The witches of the internet have tried multiple times to cast spells to get him out. (sighs) Yeah, okay. Happy. He's out. He's gone. And now we have his supporters to deal with and hopefully... Hopefully, instead of them going underground and just being this seedy underbelly of preppers, almost, I mean, not all preppers, but like preppers, I'm sure I'm the only one. Anyway, Biden won, Trump lost, Biden parties.
1: Yeah, I think we should focus on Biden. At least we don't have to have the who know what. My favorite right now is like just pretending that Trump just never existed in the first place. (laughs) Like who? Who are you
0: talking about? I'm sorry. What?
1: No, he went from Obama to Biden. He went vice president. He just leveled up. What are you talking about? Oh, obviously. Mm -hmm.
0: The whole ticket thing was Biden. Mm -hmm. I mean, Obama Biden. That means that after Obama is president, Biden is president. That's what the ticket means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. I'm I'm here for this alternate timeline. (laughs) Although there are okay. To be fair, there are a couple things I'm excited about. I'm not the hugest fan of Kamala. However, we have a mixed female vice president, which is nice. Would have loved to not have the YouTube ads tell me she was going to do everything with a sense of style, but here we are.
1: Yeah, that's extremely exciting on both axis, whether that be like female anything, whether it be vice president or president. And mixed being huge, that's amazing that we've had like... um having that type of representation in such a high office is really huge honestly and can show that there's like still some progress that can happen
0: since we went from obama to kamala we had two minority leaders in a row yep that's what happened
1: that's how it went there i don't know what you're why you're so weirded out about it that's literally what the history is
0: mm-hmm oh Oh, no. I haven't even thought about what the history books are. Happy. (laughs) Yeah. With Obama, when Obama became president, I was very excited when he became president because he was mixed up until he won uh, and then became the first black president, which he is black, but you all know the drill, okay? I don't have to explain why that's disappointing. But now Kamala Harris is the first black woman, and they're not wrong. She is black, but she's not only black. I just, representation and correcting these things happens slowly. I am slowly accepting, like, the same thing with Trump and his supporters. It's going to take time for things to correct itself, and America really wasn't in a great place with Obama, despite what some of us would like to think or had thought before all of this went downhill really quickly. So, I'll, I'll take it as progress. But uh, since we talked about the Biden parties, as funny or as happy seeing everyone celebrate, oh well, not everyone, but seeing people gather and celebrate Biden winning was wonderful. I, my petty side has been activated. I have been endlessly, endlessly entertained by the song choices from the tro- the Trump protesters, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that's very very ironic and hilarious. Every single time they choose a song, it's like, how did you, how did you make that choice, and think that you were behind the voice that was singing what, like Rage Against the Machine, like the the popular joke that's passed around. Like, what machine do you think they're raging about?
0: And what song is that that they they've been playing?
1: I don't remember what exactly the song is, but literally they will play that song and it's like, no, the machine they're fighting is the machine of oppression and they're like, Yeah, yeah, it's the system.
0: That one is probably the easiest, Mm -hmm. but my favorite my favorite is the we are the champions. Like where? Where though?
1: Yeah, that one's like two different ways of horrible. Like how you first of all you lost. You are the losers. <laughs> and then also, do you know who sang that song? Like, no, you clearly don't. I
0: don't know. This is this is a good time, I think, to have all of those newspaper clippings of the things that they were like, oh, these snowflakes are just so upset because their candidate didn't win after Obama win, Trump won. I just really, I mean, newspaper clippings, I don't know who actually has those, but... And just deliver them into the mail of people who are like, Trump's going to win in the court. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, here is your own letter, your own words delivered to you way too late, but here they are.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's known that Republicans just don't listen even to themselves from a couple years ago. Was Trump
0: it- supporters, Trump supporters.
1: Okay, fair enough, not Trump supporters. It really doesn't matter to me. Like I don't. I'm not. It's I'm not democratic or even liberal. Feels weird to me. I don't really say liberal. I say progressive when people ask.
0: Okay, babe. But I think that's your pansexual coming out. Both of us are like you labels. Don't have the... yeah.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. You,
0: you don't know? have to use labels. I'm not really a label. Shush, shh, shh. Stop trying
1: to define me. No.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's the comeuppance, the karma. It feels like it's coming back around. Honestly, there's more. I'm just gonna take it. I'm just gonna take it right now. My lord. Is this whole episode gonna be me like, (laughs) but why? (laughs) This is why I stuck to my own rule because I need to at least take the time to look at the good side of things because otherwise life's Life gets overwhelming and you find yourself a week after the race has been called sitting in a ball on your bed and being like, my God, the racists are still here (laughs) and unable to see any of the light because the world is overwhelming. So I'm sure a lot of you are better at it than me, but if you're going through the same thing, we can grow together, (laughs) give ourselves breaks together.
1: Yeah. I mean, 2020 has been so rough. We should attach ourselves to anything in positive light which this is a huge positive thing so let's stick to it let's be happy (laughs) 2020 is finally giving us some happiness we should not take it for granted
0: i actually had a moment of happiness in the last month or so that i don't usually have Mm. this period of time in the calendar is not the greatest time to be native and that is kind of shifting I don't know if it's the fact that I have made more friends that are Native or that I'm sur- I've am i been able to surround myself through the podcast with a lot of you who are more open, more understanding, who I don't have to constantly, like, when Columbus Day comes, explain to everybody how much I hate it, and now I live for the first time in a place that it's not Columbus Day anymore, it's Indigenous Peoples Day, and... I found that where I usually get overwhelmingly angry and upset about erasure. This year, I didn't feel that as much. I don't know. I feel like for you, I feel like it's a weird boomerang, bell curve, something shaped in a V or U, roughly, because you knew, well, you had to first, go through the same period that I did where everyone talks about Columbus Day and that's all you know, and then you learn what Columbus actually did, and you have that weird almost dystopian or, like, out-of-body experience when people just don't understand anything about Christopher Columbus. You feel like you're in a whole different reality. I'm sorry, did did I get dropped off in an alternate reality where Columbus wasn't a murdering rapist pig? You know? But then... It was distant for you. Mm -hmm. And then we get together and you're like, oh yeah, I knew there were Native people, but that wasn't like something that, I don't know, came naturally is not the right word. You've been exposed to?
1: Right. I mean, when something's just not right in front of you and you're actively thinking about it, it can just kind of be pushed in your brain. I mean, like you know about it, but you're not going to like actively think about it unless you're like immersed in the world or around it a bunch um so yeah i would agree with that like kind of sentiment where it was like whoa all of a sudden right there and now that like in the community it's much more um comforting and much more positive and like that connection you know really you feel together and less broken apart and yeah more solid in that kind of manner
0: yeah more secure more understood and accepted Mm -hmm. and There are a lot of people who feel some type of way, uh, good or bad, about mixed relationships or mixed-race relationships, and honestly, like, Emma is the first white person I've ever dated, and the last. (laughs) And there were some things that I had to confront in myself as far as prejudices or fears, About white people and friends and friend groups and things like that. So it's really been a growing process for the both of us. But I am grateful that Emma has been really open uh, to learning, to understanding the experiences and the way I look at things without doing that stupid gaslighting. But I've never seen racism.
1: Yeah, no. I think I went through a phase like that. When I left my like very sheltered life in my late teens, so I definitely did go through that process when I did leave my very sheltered life in my late teens, and I think that even a short period, I kind of got right past that. There's no excuse for that kind of thought process. Oh, don't be initially okay,
0: okay. There is some.
1: Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, and when you're deep in it. I, you get brainwashed. You just do.
0: Yeah, but we both were raised the same. Well, we have very similar experiences. We are both very sheltered, and we both left our parents' homes as soon as humanly possible mm-hmm. at, like, 18. I think that in di- it was kind of different journeys, but we both discovered the world on our own terms as adults. And, yeah, that comes with its own set of complications, but... I think it says a lot that for you especially, you didn't really have an impetus to expand in that way as far as race goes. For me, it was an identity thing. Hmm. For you, I think that your openness to learning about other people and experiencing especially new cultures, it says a lot about you as a person.
1: Hmm. I never really like even think about it. I just like act on what I really want to do and what I want to learn. I just love learning things about people. and It's always something I've had, so I really haven't gone into that deep of a mindset about it, but I can see that.
0: Except for when I say things about which cleaning products are better. Then we fight.
1: Mm -hmm. Those are (laughs) very important things that we need to have arguments about.
0: (laughs) That is actually kind of funny. Any other time of the day, I'm like, Hey, babe, this is the thing. No no i must look it up oh you're right this Mm youtuber said this mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm, is the way mm -hmm. talk (laughs) about very
1: serious issue agree 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 minor thing but (laughs) very minor thing no it's got to be blue hand towels we can't no i ain't living in your (laughs) light blue we're doing royal blue serious arguments only
0: royal blue is pretty Mm-hmm. but yeah i mean as relationships go i appreciate that our fights are i mean they're not really fights <laughs> our fights are over like i would prefer a colored bed sheet as opposed to your gray everything is default gray or black
1: i was about to get defensive because <laughs> i literally almost bought a sheet yesterday
0: was it gray
1: no but i didn't buy it because I, w- I looked at it and i was like it's white first of all gross <laughs> And I was like, "No, how do you only have white? What's wrong with you, Costco? How do you only have white?" Like I know you have shoppers that you're that go there, but like come on, give me some colors. They literally had two sheet sets, Calvin Klein and white. No.
0: <laughs> well, Costco is a wonderland kind of. Most of the time it's a wonderland. It's kind of funny to watch us go to Costco because we always end up with a shopping cart that looks like we're young parents. And if you count Valkyrie, we are young parents. And Valkyrie insists on eating or trying to eat anything we have. So the large bucket of animal crackers completely justified. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but oh, um speaking of like openness to uh experiencing in race and things like that or going back to it rather i think our first year when we were living together holidays were kind of like a test run we didn't know how we were gonna do it how like friend thanksgiving are we gonna do Mm -hmm. anything for thanksgiving i genuinely generally don't want to do anything on thanksgiving but Yeah. yeah that was i think the first real thanksgiving with you where everything was on the table We both know the history behind Thanksgiving. I didn't have to feel defensive that day because for me, it's always a holiday where I spend half of it really upset because my relatives, not all of them are understanding or uh, I find pilgrims and Indians, a set of that on the table and I lose my mind. When we had Thanksgiving together, it was probably my first Thanksgiving where I was able to put that I don't want to say soapbox but relax a little bit because mm-hmm. you knew that the day upsets me but you let me at the same time experience the good things like gathering and good food and let's watch movies things like that so yeah. we had thanksgiving kind of outside of the context of thanksgiving it was just a day to have good food and hang out and I I don't know. There's something really kind of healing about it. Instead of Thanksgiving being something I dread, instead of Columbus Day being something I dread, instead I can look on my phone and see so many beautiful, strong, very much so alive and active Native people. And then communities of people who are aware and supportive and doing emotional work to make sure people understand and yeah there's not i don't live in a place where i'm always like listen this day is terrible
1: (laughs) yeah no that's it's got to be very nice to be able to like escape that and not have to worry about you know having to fight for who you are and having to uphold these horrible traditions in front of your family it had to be like really relaxing for sure it was really relaxing for me, too, because, like, I have done thanks, quote, unquote, Thanksgiving. I don't even like <laughs> calling it Thanksgiving. I know. What else? It feels t- weird, like, Turkey Day, like... Wait, didn't we
0: call it Happy Food Day? What was it? we like call- that.
1: <laughs> I feel like we mixed together, like, Happy Food Day and Turkey Day. <laughs> it's like, yes. Because, like, I have fun with Thanksgiving, even after I um, left my family and just did tur- Thanksgiving on my own. That was called a Turkey Day, by instinct. Yeah. <laughs> um, even when I did Turkey Day by my own, like I would by my own, <laughs> like I would get it. My past two jobs have just like given me an entire turkey as part of like a little bonus or oh, whatever. yeah. And I was single, living by myself, so like, <laughs> I just cooked the whole turkey for myself and had turkey for like the next two weeks.
0: God, even when it, was, it was us, we still had turkey uh-huh. forever.
1: Yeah, and it was like me by myself. It was great. That lasted like two weeks, just <laughs> eating turkey.
0: God, so much turkey.
1: There's no such thing. Anyways, it was just yeah, really nice to be able to do that with someone else too, just like making things and being together and making things. So
0: yeah, yeah. So turkey day, being around supportive people, community mm-hmm. is nice and healing, and so is if you are so inclined having a partner who is on the same page because. Even with other areas and people not in interracial relationships, that's something you have to navigate and find that not really middle ground, but established traditions that matter to both of you and how you observe that and participate. And we've kind of, I've explored a little bit of the Dutch insofar as what matters to you. Yeah. But a lot of our bonding, I guess, is emma coming along with me for the reconnecting the journey i'm on yeah i mean we're together so the things that i to an extent the things that the more community things more i participate in the community the more she's also in the community and it's had some really funny results like i think she listens to more native music than i do
1: yeah definitely definitely they just have, they produce so many bangers, it's unreal.
0: <laughs> In the words of Emma, it, the song slaps! <laughs> mm-hmm. It
1: does. It do be like that.
0: <laughs> How many memes can we fit into a recording?
1: Oh, too many. Don't ask me that question.
0: <laughs> so I asked Emma to, I don't know, I think it'd be fun for you to share the the groups you've been listening to, if anyone else wants to listen to some more Native music.
1: Yeah, I've still tried You know how Spotify has a, like, playlist? Yeah. So I don't catch all the music artists, but even what I think is the quote-unquote popular (laughs) music for that, um, you have DJ Shub, everybody knows. And then you have, I haven't seen too many songs by them, but every single time they're in a song, I'm like, yes. Uh, The Northern Cree Singers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're very good. And then A Tribe Called Red, they have, I think, my favorite music. I would literally just jam to them all day.
0: I found a lot of smaller solo artists, native artists that I've encountered on Instagram maybe. Oh, I think it'd be cool to kind of like highlight them. Maybe I'll drop some Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Cuz since we're not doing Red November the regular or not the regular like it's <laughs> happened more than once. Not the same way we did last year. Um I am not going to be highlighting people like I would if I had guests. So, it'll be nice. I'll I'll Put some recommendations, people to follow, who's creating beautiful things. If you want to see more beating, people who are creating beautiful pieces. I am not done beating, by the way. (laughs) That's just something for another episode. But speaking of Red November, you're going to have to help me with this because I still. I'm really weird communicating this. It's very hard for me to talk about, but I don't know if it's, if I'm good at conveying necessarily that it's hard for me or why or articulating in general. But I was um, advised to not do Red November like I did last year, this year. And I think a lot of why I avoided recording in the last month was how I'm going to handle Red November because I, I'm i very stubborn, obviously. You all know how I... Well, some of you might be new. I recorded Red November right before my hysterectomy and then edited, did the website, did all the information for it. As I was recovering, like, three days after surgery, I was editing and stuff. I... And we have, like, a real... A very weird culture where working hard is a sign. hmm.
1: Pushing yourself and hitting the standards that people expect from everybody. Overworking and just like pushing yourself really hard and hitting standards and above those standards that people really want from you. And like those aren't what even sometimes yourself gets to put on you.
0: But like... overworking and stuff like that when someone works too hard at the same time you have people like oh don't you know be sure to rest don't work too hard you also have people who see that you're passionate through how much you're working Mm -hmm. so i have a difficult time not doing red november especially since i'm not i didn't have another surgery but my Mental and emotional and chronic other health is equally as important. It just, you can't see it as much. I don't know. It's...
1: (laughs) And you've always struggled with, when you have something physical, I feel like it's much easier for you to let yourself relax, even though you still don't all the time. I mean, visible Um, or... Yeah, is not the right word, but, like, something that hinders you from... Um, Functioning in general. Yeah. <laughs> like, when something knocks you out, like, if you have yeah. a really bad pain day and you, like, sleep for 15 hours, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's right, I can't do things.
0: That's only because I'm dizzy and I can't think.
1: Exactly. You literally can't. <laughs> but, like, if you can, but even though it's not good for you to do, you'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna do it regardless. yeah. So this year has been really hard for you to to try to relax because you've been so... You're like, but I'm fine. And that's not true. It's hard for you to see that.
0: I think it's one of those um, not self-fulfilling prophecies, but like the self-destructive cycles. People see and really um, understand your heart and that you care if you work really hard. And sometimes... I'm not that's not always the case. But at least for me and my perception, like people understood how much I cared and I was able to communicate my heart through how much I worked. So if I am in high pain and I still do all this stuff, to me that shows people how much I care and people saw that and they and I did get that feedback. So if I don't overwork, to me, it's like people don't think they're not going to understand that I care, I guess.
1: Mm.
0: I don't know. It's it's weird. And I always feel weird pressure when I mention that I've had a medical thing or there's a mental health struggle that I'm going through. I always feel like, okay, if I say it, then it has to be the last time because now everyone's going to expect you to fix it. Like, oh, you know you have this problem, so fix it. Right? Yeah, once you but, know
1: about it, you just fix it. You
0: yeah. <laughs> Which is not how mental illness works it's not how chronic illness works but i guess i have that pressure on myself that people you know how many times are you gonna have high pain days really another high pain day you know Mm -hmm. like a a lot like for the rest of my life the nerve is severed what do you want (laughs) anyway so i was advised not to do red november um my stress level just not
1: to the same scale of last year
0: my immune system keeps bottoming out so uh, I guess it takes me not being able to do anything literally to understand and finally listen to my body but I really want to do something still for Red November I am gonna say I don't I'm still gonna call it Red November it's just taking a different form I actually have talked to Aganark about the merge design. I know a lot of people have contacted me asking about the merge design. We are talking about bringing it back and bringing it back permanently. I'm thinking of picking a different charity, a different Native group, every month or so or every quarter. It depends on how things go and then the proceeds will go to that. So that's something to look out for. I'm still working with Agonarik about it. I'm doing as much as I can and still trying to get to a good place for myself and health-wise as well, because I kind of like being alive on this earth, and I have to do that if I expect to see 30. (laughs) But Emma will be joining us again for the next episode, because Red November this year is... Obviously, like I said, gonna be smaller and not as involved as before. However, I still want it to be meaningful and contribute to the conversation. We don't limit ourselves to only talking about Indigenous and Native issues in November, which is National Native American Heritage Month, but we take the opportunity of the month to really focus on the community. So this year, I want to take this time to. Go back to basics, almost. Emma, when I was preparing for Red November and doing interviews and things like that, was really helpful to me in explaining what it was like to grow up without family or any secondary source about Native people. Mm -hmm. We all had to sit through that pathetically tiny portion of history class where you talk about Native people, but I don't know what that's like if that's your only education.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is, right? So.
0: Yeah. And we said earlier, when you got older, you started exploring more. Yeah. But a lot of people who are not native, who listen to Red November, would give me the feedback that they had never heard anything about modern native communities, that they didn't know what the community was facing as far as hardships. The MMIW movements, missing and murdered indigenous women, girls, two-spirit, and relatives. It's a very new movement, so it's going through lots of different stages in terminology, but the MMIW movement is something that people really hadn't heard a lot about. I definitely don't get credit for (laughs) advancing it at all, but there were people who were very surprised about the things we talked about and we're actually interested in learning more about Native communities. So this year I want to kind of take a little bit of a more educational direction. Maybe I'll drag Emma in for all of them.
1: (laughs) We'll see. We'll see about that one.
0: (laughs) But I am pulling her in for the first one. So we can all kind of talk about those gaps in knowledge like Uh, A lot of people have trouble asking questions because they don't know how to address or even what to call the community. Are they Indians? If you can hear the bag, that shuffling sound, our cat has decided that she's done being nice. So she's attacking things. It has
1: been 50 minutes since you've cuddled with me. That is entirely too long. (laughs) The (laughs) amount of cuddling that you're giving me is insufficient for any human.
0: Why? Why is our daughter Ben Shapiro? <laughs> because, oh Lord! Well, she also doesn't like things that are wet.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: did I say I was getting so petty? Am I terrible? I do. I do need a soundboard. Mm-hmm. Roasted. Oh, Lord, we don't need. We don't need <laughs> to give me access to that.
1: <laughs> no, no.
0: But yeah. So next episode, we're gonna talk about really framing Native people in a modern view while at the same time trying to fill in those gaps in education. And I think the first step in healing and in making progress is that people are aware of history, are aware of the issues that our communities are facing, and are aware of what Native people have always done. And are doing to protect the earth, our communities, and our traditions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> Valkyrie. Baby.
0: Since our cat.
1: <laughs> our cat's like, no.
0: Since Valkyrie has decided to throw a fit, I think that's a good place to leave it. Emma will be back for the next episode. And if you give her enough flowers or something, or right. send enough nice messages, comment on yeah go to our instagram and if she gets enough flowers (laughs) digital flowers on the post for this episode maybe i'll be able to rope her in for more future episodes
1: subscribe to this this is all natalie you're giving flowers to natalie
0: i'll leave you with fun couple stuff because it's a fun episode (laughs) emma is
1: i don't like flowers
0: okay you don't like flowers that have been cut and we have to watch die but don't sit here and tell me you don't like flowers listen if you if your partner is like i don't like romantic gestures i i would just like to say they could be lying emma is one of those people
1: excuse me i don't want flowers
0: lies i don't not even if it's in a pot succulents We'll have more stories when my plans come to fruition, our future plans. I have many things picked out. I don't know. I do know that I can get Emma to join us if we want to talk more about interracial relationships or just... There's a lot that we can share from our life and what it's been like for us to kind of decolonize our lives in Mm -hmm. small ways and meaningful ways. Yeah you not only are like taking solace in in the community and the music but also you also resonate with a lot of decolonizing yeah parts as well
1: yeah it's very nice to be able to have that kind of comforting and open reality rather than a like shut off here's what you need to do mm-hmm. in your life regimented and, yeah
0: Yeah, there's there's more I want to get into in the future, like cottagecore, for example, that can be very individualistic. Like, oh, I don't want to, I'm rejecting all of this 401k world, and I'm going into the wilderness by myself, which to me is still, like, equally as bad. But yeah, that's that's something I want to talk about as well, especially in seeing that Native people are still in this modern world and still living now and active in how people are living, instead of this distant people or with these old practices that you can use and incorporate into your cottage core or incorporate into your Wicca, I think that it would give better context for why those kinds of things are disrespectful a lot of time and why people get upset. But yeah, so obviously, as usual, I have a lot of opinions and we will be talking about these things for a long time. So, thank you, my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful girlfriend. No, for thank joining you. Us.
1: It's no problem. I really had fun, and I hope that people enjoy this episode. And let me know if you'd like to hear more of our couple quote-unquote fights, or stories, <laughs> or... Yeah, we have plenty more to talk about.
0: Uh, Raising a child as two lesbians!
1: <laughs> and I'll see you later with some
0: more Shades of Brown. Dun, dun, dun. thank you so much for listening to this episode you can find me on instagram twitter and facebook at some kind of brown or kind of natalie and you can watch the podcast on the youtube channel under my name natalie evans we have extra content on that channel as well so be sure to subscribe for future videos If you would like to support the show and be a part of our brownish family, I do have a Patreon where you can have access to ad-free episodes, some of our cool merch, some surprise freebies now and then that I send out, and some behind-the-scenes bloopers or good conversational bits that don't make the final cut, but I think we can all get some enjoyment out of. If Patreon isn't your style, you can buy me a coffee through the link in the show notes or in the link tree on all the social media to make a one-time donation. And to help our colorful family grow, subscribe wherever you're listening and spread the word about this podcast. All your support helps me keep going, especially after everything that's happened so far. Thank you to Purple Planet for the use of their song, Love Life, and I'll see you later with some more shades of brown. I'm free! Oh god.